0: Paul, I want to start by talking about a couple companies connected to payments, but not Square or the PayPal's, but more kind of the human payroll management and capital management. You like Paylocity and Paycom. Walk me through where these companies fit within this trend, where it seems investors just can't get enough of anything with the word "pay" in it.
1: Oh, uh, happy Thanksgiving, happy uh, thank you, uh, Black Friday. Good to see you. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, Paycom and Paylocity are human capital management providers, so essentially what that means is uh, they're payroll processors, so an employee that gets paid every two weeks, it's being consummated through these uh, systems. And basically what an employee can do is he can go on and change his tax elections, his 401k, uh, his uh, health savings account, a myriad of things you need to do to deal with your employment status. and why more employers are turning to these is uh, because the employee can ch- uh, control these processes themselves. They don't have to fill out a piece of paper and then the employer puts it in. So it's a lot more seamless and it's uh, a lot more less expensive than some of the uh, incumbent players like ADP and paychecks who have massive revenues today. I mean, you're looking at 17 billion in revenues between the two and Paycom and Paylocity are not even approaching 2 billion. So mm. uh, We really like these stories because it's an intersection of economic growth normalizing and secular themes of uh, employers getting more technology driven and getting more efficient.
0: I think that's really interesting because the next question was going to be you know, are these more about employment trends, or are they more about the tech? Uh, it seems like there's a little bit of both here. In terms of understanding where they should sit on the kind of valuation spectrum right now, between the reopening stuff that's just starting to get bid up, and then the quarantine stuff that's been rallying in a big way, are these companies that can enjoy the same valuation as some of the pure growth names out there that have been skyrocketing?
1: Yes, absolutely. and. It's important to point out that these companies get paid on a por- per employee on a monthly basis. So to the degree that employment uh, comes off the bottom and starts normalizing, uh, these companies benefit. Also, if you get interest rates that start to normalize, these companies invest the float and receive uh, a portion of their profits come from that. So, like I said, you're you're it's a it's a great play because it's, you know, capitalizing on the economy getting stronger and employers wanting to get more efficient and productive with their existing employee base. And essentially, with more employers or employees working remote, uh, this is a lot more seamless process and can integrate with other systems. So the valuations for these companies are trading anywhere from 15 to 18 times sales, which is uh, sort of in line with other pure play SaaS companies. And you can make an argument that they'd have more cyclical growth than maybe some of the the software guys at this point.
0: I like that. Let's talk about a company here that had a huge run in the summer. It's stalled out a little bit. You still like it though, let's talk some Shopify. We've got a lot of folks that trade this, that watch this thing. Uh, Right now, we've got a run over the last couple weeks and we are heading into a big shopping period. Uh, but the story for this company has been a lot of the small businesses and business owners and uh, commerce players having to push into online. So how much growth is left in this, Paul? I mean, this thing went from 300 bucks to 1100 at the highs. How do we get that story to be even more compelling going forward?
1: Well, you could actually um – the CEO of uh, Shopify today posted that you can actually go um, online and follow Shopify's real-time uh, orders and revenues. Um, you can follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow, Toby. Uh, so you can actually go on and they have an interactive uh, sort of feature that can show you orders happening in real time. So uh, Shopify is in a million is at a million merchants today. The addressable market for this is close to 100 million. Um, They actually have a a great barbell approach that like you mentioned, the small, medium-sized businesses need these because um, need something like Shopify because consumer habits have changed. Everything's going online. We're in the middle of Black Friday today. And then they have bigger companies that need a bigger direct-to-consumer experience, experience, like a a Beyond Meat uh, that they're turning to Shopify because Shopify can um, basically white glove this whole thing for them and get them online quick and they can show them um, various features that tells them how much they're spending on marketing mm. and what their payback could be. So uh, Sh- Shopify is one of our biggest conviction longs. Mm. Uh, we love the the thematic backdrop, and they're still very early on uh, in their maturation process and rolling out of new products. When you think about Shopify Fulfillment Network, um, helping uh, merchants, especially this holiday season, e- ease the pay points yeah. of uh, of commerce and and shipping, and their take rate is still very low compared to Amazon and eBay's of the world. I mean, their take rates are around 2%. Uh, Amazon's 15%, eBay's 10%. So they have a long way to go, and you can make an argument that they're providing more services and value for the end merchant
0: really like the idea that right now for many participants in the Shopify network, it might be the first time to understand what those how far those benefits go and how useful the technology is during the big holiday season. Uh, stick with us, Paul. We're going to do a trade and come back because you've got one other stock pick for us. I want to bring in Tom White here. So, Tom, uh, let's talk to Shopify. OK, if you want to get long from here, what do you see in options after the rally has stalled out the last couple months?
2: Yeah, you're right, Oliver. Uh, The stock has hit near that $880 level, so we have seen a a few pullbacks, but um, if you want to get bullish this name, maybe you do a neutral to bullish type strategy, and what I looked at was uh, going out to the December cycle, so only about three weeks until expiration, so short-term trade, uh, and I wanted to sell an out-of-the-money put vertical to give myself a little bit of cushion to the downside in case we do see uh, another pullback, and I looked at selling the December 970 puts and then buying the 960 puts uh, creating that short $10 wide uh, neutral to bullish put vertical you can collect roughly about a $3.25 credit that's your max gain on this Hmm. you've got over a 60% probability that that 970 strike on the short side is going to be out of the money at expiration so you're giving yourself a good probability of success Uh, your potential uh, downside on this trade is 675 so uh, you're collecting about a third the width of the vertical which is you know one of those guidelines we uh, tend to like to look at and you've got a break even of 96675 over the next three weeks in this type of position so it's still a bullish trade but you're giving yourself that nice cushion better probability of success and a good uh, risk reward ratio on uh, on a credit. Vertical.
0: Okay, I like it. So, you're more specifically betting that Shopify doesn't have a reason to decline. If it moves up, you can take part in that too, but more saying the stock's got enough going forward to where you don't have to worry about it breaking down. So, one way to kind of have that bullish view as well. We're going to do one more trade. Let's go back to Paul Lambert though. Uh, Paul, before we let you go, hit me with the 60 second case here on Pinterest up 265% on the year. It's even further ahead than Shopify right now, and it doesn't look like it's got any sign of slowing. We're right at the all-time highs as we speak.
1: Yeah, I think uh, investors like myself that um, own this name and like it a lot, like it for various reasons. Uh, number one, its average revenue per user is still well below Facebook and well below uh, Snap, which also had a great quarter. And you're also seeing advertisers uh, getting more creative how they're spending their ad dollars. So they're going on to places like Pinterest where they can uh, attract users and in, in Get a deeper experience, and what Pinterest has been doing is not only have they been making that experience more rich for the for the customers, they've been enabling it uh, enabling easier purchase of uh, the advertisements where you can click through and buy seamlessly. And they also have a partnership with Shopify where merchants can upload their catalogs uh, and products, and they can get orders all within one click. So. When you think about uh, the global advertising market broadly, Pinterest only has 1% of this market, mm-hmm. and they're investing in really popular places like video, um, programmatic ad buys for advertisers. Um, and it's only trading on 2022 numbers, it's trading at 11 times sales, which you know the company should grow over 50% next year and it's profitable. So the more profits they have, the more they can reinvest back into the business, into your kind of classic platform company. So we really like the long-term, Uh, backdrop for a company like this.